Welcome to another episode of A-Figure Focus. I'm your host, Ephraim McBelly, CPA, Managing Director of EFS Group PLLC, and also the starter of this amazing podcast. And today, we have an amazing episode coming. This is the beauty edition, right? A lot of you who are out there are into the beauty, and we're going to talk a lot about that, right? And we got A-Leaf's very own Ryan Strain, CEO of Naked Skincare and Waxing Spa. It just left me just a <laughs> moment, but it's all good. How is it going? It is going good. Thank you. What about you? It's going good. So I, I want to say thank you for coming because you came directly from just doing a right facial. Work. Yeah, yeah. And you're here, you know, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know we've been speaking about, you know, doing this for like about a month yes. or so. Yes. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to do it because you have so many different experiences and stories yes. and everything. But before we jump into the episode, what we like to do here is we like to tell everybody, you know, just an introduction of who you are and yeah. where you come from and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, again, my name is Ryan Strain. I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, I went to Hastings in A-Leaf, uh, went, did two years at TSU. Um, my major was theater and then I changed it to telecommunication and broadcasting. Um, then that didn't work out. Um, I actually was stripping while I was in college. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was to pay for college. Um, and then I started kind of failing in school. So I ditched that and went to acting school. I did that for a while. I did some local plays around Houston with Ensemble Theater. Um, I did, I used to host a local TV show here, some internet commercials. Then from that, I went to modeling. And from modeling, I used to do my makeup, you know, for like photo shoots and things Mm. like that. And I had the other girls, they like would ask me to do their makeup. And people were saying I should do makeup. So I was like, man, I think I need a little more practice with this. I didn't think I was that good because I had people ask me to do their makeup for their weddings. And I was like, oh, I think that's like a lot. you know. So I was like, maybe I should go to school for this. So I looked up beauty school and aesthetics came up mm-hmm. and um, I went to the school. Of course, the counselors, you know, how they do. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, this is makeup. Blah, blah. They sold me that it was about makeup. Mm-hmm. Man, I get in that class and they're talking about the bones in the face and all kinds of anatomy and things like that. And so I was like, wait a minute, they played me. This is really <laughs> not about makeup. This right. is about skincare. So, but it was very interesting and I stuck with it. And that was 15 years ago. Wow. Yes. And so I graduated school, um, crazy, didn't do so well in school. I didn't like being there, but um, I was really good at doing facials. Every Mm -hmm. time people would come for services at the school, my teacher would always call me. I would have to hide literally because everybody always wanted me. And I was always told I was good with my hands. but um, it was crazy because my teacher, we were kind of like the class clown and things like that. And to this day, I still talk to my aesthetic teacher. But um, they just thought, you know, like no one ever saw this. I didn't even see this, yeah. like this point, you know. But I graduated. Um, I worked for a couple of spas before I started my own business. And now here I am. I've had my own business for about 12 years now. That's an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a lot of different experiences, yeah. you know, and I think that's what has helped you become successful in your business today. Yeah. One of the things that, um, you know, a lot of things stood out about your story, but one of the things that stood out to me was that before you started your business, you worked for other people. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think a lot of people in these days, right, when they're starting their business, they're just going to, they jump right in, mm -hmm. right? And I always say that it's important to get some tutelage, right, from yes. somebody, yes. some mentorship, right? Yes. And you actually did that instead of, what made you want to go work for somebody versus just starting immediately? So it's crazy. I remember in class, my teacher, she would ask everyone, like, what does everyone want to do when they graduate? And literally the whole class was saying, open my own spa, have mm -hmm. a mobile spa, mobile waxing. Um, you know, everyone was just like, do their own thing, be a boss. And I was the only one that was like, I just want to work for the biggest spa in Houston. And then like, everyone's looking at me like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so crazy. And it's so funny because all of those girls, no one is really practicing aesthetics. Like they mm -hmm. didn't, you know, continue on. Um, but yeah, I just love being a part of a team. I like teamwork. I like customer service. I like being of service to people. Mm. And I just didn't want to take on that responsibility of doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to work for someone. I just wanted yeah. to be a part of a team, you know, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> but starting off, I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> I was good at doing facials, but I wasn't good at like selling people products and right. things. I was very nervous. I didn't have the lingo, you know, on mm -hmm. how to do that. I didn't know how to retain clients. You know, I just knew how to be nice and do a mm. good job. And now I see in business, it's more than just being nice, right. you know, and good customer service. I mean, you have to make the company money, you know, mm -hmm. you have to sell products and um, get the clients to come back. I look at it, um, I always joke and say, I'm, I'm kind of like a doctor, you know, yeah. I have good bedside manner. And it's like, you know, a doctor, when you go to a doctor's office, if you go in for something, they prescribe you, you know, medicine, mm -hmm. of course, to come back, but they're right. giving you what you came in for. You came in with a problem and they're there to solve it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm here for as well. Nice. So you're saying that whenever you were working in those two years for mm -hmm. your um, mentor, essentially, like you were doing a good job with the facials. But as far as selling, that was really hard for you to do. But then whenever you started your own business, you probably turned into like a sales Man, wizard. <laughs> I, yeah, I had to get it. So like the first job, um, that that place, um, it's no longer open, but it was really big on like memberships, you okay. know, the type of places where they really push you to sell memberships. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like that. I was kind of right. scared, you know. I remember walking to the walking the client to the front before they checking out, and I was just really timid, and I would talk low, and mm -hmm. you know, and nobody bought anything <laughs> because they knew I wasn't confident in selling it, right. you know. Um, so I got fired. <laughs> I got fired. I remember I cried leaving that place because yeah. I really liked it. I really liked the people. And then from there, I went to uh, another spa, which was like number one in Houston for a while. It was in Clear Lake. It was a small business. Mm. So I really learned a lot from those people. Man. Were you living in Houston and going to Clear Lake? Yes. Oh, wow. I was living on Highway 6, driving to Clear Whoa. Lake. Yes. And I worked there for two years. I loved it. I loved it. Wow. I learned so much. I actually took a lot that I learned from there into my own practice. Like mm. they were very big on customer service, very big on retaining clients. You mm -hmm. know, it was, I mean, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then like, cause you said earlier, right. That your biggest goal was to work for like the biggest spa. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what, what made you say, you know what, I think I can do this and I want to go do this and be an entrepreneur. I didn't. So, <laughs> shoot, I never said that. Um, uh, so, like, two years, of course, driving way to um, Clear Lake from Highway 6. It was no growth. You know, it was a small yeah. business. Although they were big, you know, with clientele, mm -hmm. it was kind of small. 
So um, I remember the owner, him and his wife owned it, and he was also an engineer. So he would get off of work uh, and come there and work the front desk. You know, it was, yeah. you know, like that. So it really wasn't any room for growth. I've grown to like the head esthetician, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that was just it. Um, and I had a girlfriend that called. She was a hairstylist for about 16 years at the time. And she called and um, I was in my bed thinking, I was like, man, I have this money saved up. You know, I wanted to buy a townhouse. Mm -hmm. So I was like, would I be able to keep that up, you know, right. working there and, you know, doing that? I just didn't know what to do. And then she called and said, hey, are you still, you know, doing facials? I said, yeah. She said, I got a place. It's in an office space on Hillcroft. You can rent a room and do that, and mm -hmm. I could do hair in the other room. So I was thinking, like, wow, this at that time, I don't recall no one doing like you know being in office spaces like right. suites and doing that. So I was like, wow, how am I gonna do a facial? You know, in an yeah. office space, I just couldn't picture it. So she was like, I'm gonna come get you and take you over there so you can see the place. So she brought me over there, and we were when I saw the place, I just. I, I couldn't imagine it, but she was like, we can put a couch here. It had a front area. She was like, we could do this. And I'll put a sink in here. And I'm just looking like, we're on the fourth floor in the office space on Hillcroft. How? Yeah. I don't see a spa. <laughs> That's not, you know, I was just like, okay. Yeah. So I was like, let me think about it. I went home. Um, I prayed about it, of course. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to have to give up something to do yeah. this because I already know I'm going to have to start all the way over. I have no clientele. These people probably aren't going to follow me from Clear Lake right. way over here. So I asked my mom, could I come back and live with her, you know, because I'm going to have to pay this lady booth rent and I couldn't afford rent and that. Mm -hmm. That's what people always, you know, they miss that part of my story when right. I tell this, that I moved back home with my mom. Everybody yes. wants to be a boss, you know, but right. I literally had to sacrifice. And in my head, I thought I'm going to live with my mom for six months, <laughs> six <laughs> months. That's funny. Six months and things were going, you know, I was going to be popping after that. Then yeah. I'm going to buy my house, all this. I lived with my mom for five years. Okay. <laughs> five years is how long I stayed with my mom. At that point, so about the third year, it wasn't by force. It was by choice. At right. that point, I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm making so much money. I'm helping my mom. I'm leaving when my husband come and get me. Okay. Because mm. there's no reason that I need to be on my own now, right. you know, when doing this. So anyway, my mom said I can come back. Um, and when I say things just fell in place, mm -hmm. like, from the moment I moved back home, it's like um, I met a guy. Well, she knew a guy that she used to work for at his uh, hair salon. He so happened to have an esthetician bed and a facial machine that he mm -hmm. sold to me for $500. A bed and a machine. $500. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> and then she gave me three months free of rent yeah. until I started, you know, doing making money or whatever. And in my head at that moment, my goal was, I just want to be able to pay this girl booth rent. Mm -hmm. So I think that's character. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. It wasn't, oh, I just want to have, of course I had my goal, like, right. oh, I'm going to get a house and da, da, da. But I said, you know, if all else fails every week, I just want to be able to pay this girl her $150, mm -hmm. even if I have a client or not. And yeah. that's what happened. Like, sometimes she wouldn't even see me for a whole week because I wouldn't have a client. But on Friday, I would be there with that $150. Wow. So you, so before we continue, right? I just want to say, if you're an entrepreneur or you're trying to be an entrepreneur and you live by yourself and you're kind of struggling with the money in your business, move back home if you can. <laughs> and if you can't move back home, get a roommate, right? Mm -hmm. Find a way to get your expenses cut because the, when you do that, now that's going to help you to have more money to really 
move forward with your business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wanted to touch on that real quick. Yeah. What a story. You started your business. How did you get your first few clients? Like, what was your marketing strategy, I guess? So I always joke and say that I prostituted my business <laughs> because I did uh, Groupon, Living Social, mm. Buy With Me, Get Groovy. Some of these things not even don't even exist anymore. Right. But I was on there. I remember I sold, oh my God, 3,000 um, Groupon coupons. And I did everybody except 25. 25 people didn't show. You did 2,975. Three, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> you sold. know I'm an accountant, so I got to Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you sold 3,000 facials and mm -hmm. did 2,975 of them yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In what time span? Was Shoot. That? Probably it, had, it was in a year. Wow. Yeah. It was within in a, a year. In a year. Yeah, yeah. I don't Amazing. even think the year had like <laughs> didn't even pass, but yeah, right. I did. I mean, it was crazy. And you know what? The people had told me they was like, you may want to put a cap on this because we've seen people go out of business because they can't they can't handle it. And I was like, nope. It's not that they can't <laughs> handle it. They don't want to work. Mm. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. get that money from those group hunts back then. I don't know how it worked now, but back then we got paid um, up front. Like we got paid for it or whatever. So mm -hmm. even those people that never came, I still got paid for that. Right. So, yeah, we got paid. And I feel like those people, then when the customer come in, it's like, you know, kind of like a gift card. You, right. You've already got the money, so you kind of don't want to do it and give your all. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my attitude, man. Yeah. I was in there. It was so crazy. And then that retention. I remember walking the person out the room and then my girlfriend and her client sitting there and everyone staring at me and I'll be like, okay, so, and then in two weeks, and then the person be like, no, thank you. And they'll just run out and then I'll look all embarrassed and then I'll just walk out back in my room. You know, yeah. I was still kind of trying to find okay. it. You have some people, they just wanted a coupon and I mm -hmm. had to get over that, you know? Yeah. So I'll be like, okay, whatever. Next, just kept doing it. Mm -hmm. And I did build a clientele base. Like right. some of those people, well, I'll say to this day, one person still comes to me and she has been yeah. coming to me every two weeks since then. Every she actually two came weeks. to my wedding. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, right? Because you did this 3,000 or the 2,975 people. Mm -hmm. And then with Groupon, it's a discount from the normal price. How much of a discount 1650 was it? $16.50 is what I did that facial for. $16.50. Wow. Yes, is what I did that facial How much for. do you charge for facial now? <laughs> for that one, <laughs> it's $185. Okay. Yeah, for that facial. Wow. Yeah, that's the signature facial, it's $185. But I have mm. facials that go up to $4.99. I love it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So $16.50, mm -hmm. and then the goal was to, once they, you finish that service, was to sell them on coming back every two weeks. And at first you said it was kind of rough. What? It was rough the whole way. The through. whole way through. Yeah. <laughs> so at what point did you get into a groove of, you know what, this is how it's going to be. This is my technique that I'm going to use to sell. Like, at what point was that? Was that, like, after those 3,000 Yeah, it was, like, so because that actually was my clientele. You know, mm -hmm. going in, I was thinking I could get some of her clientele, you know, the hairstylist. Right. But, oh, man, I quickly learned that. You know, just because you're in a position, that's just like if I was here, you know, renting a space and right. you have a clientele, just because you're in a position with someone that already have something, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to eat. 
You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that. And you have to keep pushing because at the end of the day, yeah. I still had to pay her. So because her yeah. her clients were saying, no, I will walk over there and be like, anybody want a facial or a waxing? Mm -hmm. Those ladies, they didn't want that, you yeah. know, and I couldn't be mad at that. So yeah. I had to figure out I need to build my own clientele. Right. You know, I have to figure out who are the people for me because those people weren't for me, not even mm -hmm. friends and family. You know, they yeah. supported it, but they didn't want facials like right. that. Wow. So it's crazy that you say that because I have a similar story, right? Like I used to have a tax office inside of a homegirl's hair spot. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be in there and I'm going to like get all her clientele. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it worked. Like they weren't trying to do their taxes. They were just trying to buy hair, right? No, right. Exactly. Like get <laughs> and, out of my face. Right. <laughs> and I was like, how did this not work? But just the fact that you went through that experience. So it seems like you've not necessarily failures, but you've had a lot of experiences, right? Which has helped build you to where you are today. Yeah. So, and I learned from her. Okay. So when I started seeing that those coupon clients, they weren't rebooking mm -hmm. and I knew they loved the service. I knew I was good at mm -hmm. doing patients. Like I know they wasn't coming back because you know that they just wanted a deal. So, okay. That's not personal. I couldn't look at that. Mm -hmm. So, um, I asked her, I said, hey, how do you, you know, be rebooking your clients? Because I saw, I was seeing those ladies in their clockwork every week, every mm -hmm. two weeks, three weeks, you know? And so she said, before I check them out, it's like I, I pull the book out and I look at the time and say, mm -hmm. okay, so you need a relaxing, blah, 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 on this day, you know, mm -hmm. here's what it is. And she'll book it mm -hmm. and then do it. You make it um, a need. You know, you don't yeah. ask, oh, do you want to? No. Right. So, in friend, you're going to be coming back yeah. on Thursday at 2 p.m. Yeah. You see, I'm shaking the head. Yeah. That's the, you know. And I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. Exactly. <laughs> you see? So, that's what I did. So, I was like, okay. So, I started doing that. And, and they would I pay before. So, before they would leave from that appointment, mm -hmm. they've already booked and paid you or yeah. a deposit at least or something before for the next spot. Well, back then it wasn't no deposit. Okay. You know, I didn't know about that. <laughs> so, you know, back then it was no deposit. Okay. But, um, you know, I would just, the phone number and all that email, blah, blah, okay. blah, whatever. But yeah, I started doing that, like locking it down. Mm -hmm. um, and then that worked. Yeah. So I started getting people and I'll be yeah. like, okay, I had a book and I would see all the appointments. But then comes with the cancellations, the mm. no-shows. And so I was old school. I learned this from the spa that I worked at. I would call people the day before. Hi, this is Ryan with Naked Skin Care and Waxing yeah. Spa. Calling to remind you of your 3 o'clock appointment, whatever. And I'll leave messages and all of that. And then some people, they will confirm and then not show. Mm. And then I started getting a lot of that. And I was like, okay, yeah. now we need to switch this up. Mm -hmm. Then it turned into we need to put a card on file. Mm. <laughs> and back Love then it. it was $25. Yeah. Now 50% deposit. And if you yeah. no show, we charging the rest of the money. Right. No question. <laughs> 15 minutes late, you're getting charged everything. <laughs> no questions asked. I love it. So you had a card, were you using like a specific software? So back then it was Stripe. So I okay. had um, Bank of America's Clover system. Right. And um, it was Stripe that it went through or whatever. So it was $25. Um, it wasn't even a deposit. It just held the card. Okay. So we're going to get to that because, yeah. you know, you just hold the card and people can put those little dummy cards on there. And it's always something. It's, <laughs> come on now. So, but that, that taught me. And the yeah. thing is with entrepreneurs, what I like to tell people, you know, you don't think of those things when you go into business. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't think about that. So I just thank God for me. 
all it takes is an experience. One time, if I touch something that's hot or if you tell me, mm-hmm. I'm going to learn from mm-hmm. that and I'm going to change the action. Right. So, you know, remember, first it was the retention. So I got that. Then it was um, people no showing. So I'm like, OK, well, I have to implement something. Mm-hmm. Then you implemented that. And then it was the dummy card. So then it turned into now we need deposits. Right. Then, oh, gosh, how can I forget, Lord? The disputes. <laughs> Oh you my. charged the $25 deposit and they dispute it. So now they'll dispute $25. People would dispute a nickel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Folks do not like to be held accountable. Okay. Yeah. That's just human nature. But mm. yes, they would definitely dispute it. And then now I'm the contract queen. Then it turned you into got contract. contract now. Yes, sir. Okay. Now I have contracts. I love it. I love but it. when you're putting your card down, you're, you know, acknowledging to that right. deposit and your card is being charged, all that. So now if you dispute, I'm sending stuff mm-hmm. so fast and then I win them. You win. And now I don't have that many. I can count on one hand this yeah. year of how many I had. And no. That's amazing. And you've done all this by all the experiences, right? Like you just yes. said, like yes. you can fool me once, you're not fooling me twice. Mm-mm. Right. Nobody and now. That fun, that money. <laughs> and now I'm adjusting how I do things. So that I'm going to just continue elevating, yes, you know. Yes. So it's it's a beautiful story. At what point did you hire your first employee? I think year two, maybe two and a half, three. Because okay, so I still stayed in that place with the young lady. Mm-hmm. I I was there with her for maybe a year and a half, so maybe year two. Um, and then once again, you know, I never seen it by myself, you know, I was just kind of pushed out there. Um, and someone was like, you know, you really can do your own thing. I did see that. I always knew I just wanted a spa. I didn't want the hair salon and then Mm -hmm. I just wanted my own thing. So then I found a a suite, like an office space and it had two rooms and I was like, Ooh, I can do what she's doing. I can find someone to booth rent for me. And I had found a masseuse and that girl stayed with me for about a year and a half. Um, man, I always say, what a time to be alive back then because that, my overhead was so low, rent was so low mm-hmm. back then. And then the booth rent that I was getting from her pretty much like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, everything. So I was able to save mm. and I had stocks and I was just <laughs> doing all kinds, you know, the like stuff I never imagined. You right. know, people put me on to things, you know, got mm-hmm. my credit right, I got credit cards that I never thought I would get, you mm-hmm. know. That whole AMX platinum. <laughs> Everybody wants that platinum card. Right. But um, yeah, so it was a really good time, you know, just growth. But again, I knew I didn't want like masseuse or anything. I just, you know, I wanted employees. So that was the first taste of somewhat of an employee. You know, it's kind of like contract because they were right. booth runners. So booth runners kind of do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always still had some type of rules in order where, you know, you have to be a certain way here. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a fine line that you have to be with those type of people. So uh, I knew I wanted employees. So I would say year three um, or maybe at the end of year two. Yeah, I had front desk and then I hired another esthetician. Nice. And then I remember you before we started, you said that you had built it up to where you had about six people working with you. That was, whoa, way years later. Later. Yeah. So that first employee, I had to sue. We're going to talk about that. We, <laughs> we got to talk. Yeah. Let me, let me sit up real quick. We gotta, oh, God. We're going to talk about that. Um, yeah. So you said you built it to six years later. Yes. Or whatnot. 
And then, so were you, how was it getting them all booked to 100%? Was that ever something that happened or was no. it challenging? Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, well, no. Okay, I'll take that back. Yes, it was something. So mm -hmm. what it was was my overflow of clients or I would, you know, have right. my push my clients off to them. Which, you know, looking back, it was very, very hard because, you know, people are spoiled and they mm -hmm. wanted me. Right. And I had cultivated a clientele and I've gotten my clients so spoiled. You know, I have a, a technique that I used to do with my hands mm -hmm. that was just, that's what they wanted. Right. So anybody that I put on to, it just was not working. You right. know, they wanted me. And that made it very hard for me to grow or step away mm. because even out of those six girls, maybe two and then which came out to one who really you know kind of got it but right. that's after being there for like a year or so mm. you see what i'm saying it yeah. takes time you know and then when she got her mojo then people started oh i want her or going to her. you right. know what i'm saying yeah but others i mean that pressure and intimidation you mm -hmm. know people feel some type of way when they're like oh no i don't want i want to go back to ryan or right. i want you know and then they don't get picked I, well, I can't say I wouldn't because when I did work for someone, you know, I ran out crying when I got fired. So, you know, <laughs> I, now I see, I get it. But yeah. um, then I I really didn't feel that because, you know, as the, the owner and all that, I'm kind of like in my mojo, you know, expecting like you all have to be like this and right. let's do this and get this, you know, forgetting that when I was that employee, it was, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Ryan, you mentioned earlier that you had to sue an employee. Yes. You have to tell the eight-figure focus crowd about that experience. Okay, well, I guess, okay, so this was one of the estheticians. Okay, so well, when I first started off with having estheticians, I started off with them being booth renters. Okay. So I didn't start them with being employees until maybe uh, some years after that. So I did the whole booth rinsing thing with um, estheticians. But this was the weird thing because I would still give you clients. And, mm -hmm. you know, everything still went through my system. Right. And people still, like, was just ungrateful. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like they didn't think like me. You know, I, I was kind of thinking, like, wow, when I was with, oh, girl, here I am. Right. I made the decision to pay her. It was no doubt, you know. Mm -hmm. And. I figured out how to get my own clients. And then when I started getting these girls and it's like they expected my clientele and I felt bad because I want you to work, mm. you know, I want you to have people. But then hindsight, now that I think about it, it's like that really wasn't my responsibility. Right. You're a booth renter, you know. So this one uh, particular young lady, um, she, of course, I had a contract. <laughs> I like have these contracts with all kinds of crazy stuff in it. I don't even know why people signed them. <laughs> because it's almost like you signed your life away. Like I put, but hey, I have to protect my business. Yeah, so. yeah. And so um, they signed and it was like, if you quit or, you know, leave with like, um, I can't remember what it was. Then you have to pay three months rent. Mm. I mean, apartments do it. Right. Don't they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody do it, I'm, I'm sure. So, wait, wait. So, it was if they leave, um, just like up and leave. Yes. Because of them having that space. Yes. Then, because. Then they so, have okay, to. what I did was, it was like a year contract, I believe it was. Like, I okay. let you say if you want to do six months, a year, blah, blah, blah. So, I believe she did a year. Okay. So, if you're saying you're going to booth rent for this year, you know, this was the whole thing. Almost like a tenant, you right. know. 
And so if you left before then, then you have to give at least three months rent. You have to pay that okay. to get out of the contract or whatever. Got it. And so, um, again, my whole thing is just accountability. I'm mm-hmm. very big on accountability, you know, with in the workplace, personally, everything. People need yeah. to be held accountable. And so, um, of course, she left. How did she leave? You know, it's so funny because here I was not going to enforce the contract. Still a little weak, you know, <laughs> but um, she just said, yeah, you know, I don't have any clients. It was slow for her and she wasn't mm-hmm. able to make her booth rent every week. It was something, you know, she was late and things like that. And so she was like, um, and I just really don't have it. I mean, she had kids. It was like this big thing. So you feel bad. And I was like, okay, was letting her out. Somehow I'm on Google. <laughs> this girl didn't copy paste literally my whole website and created her a website. She got her whole business and written the space somewhere else. Oh wow. Yeah. Got t-shirts, made hashtag and boss, then made an Instagram page. You a boss. She hashtag and boss oh, wow. and everything. She didn't start yeah. her whole company. Literally the bio. I used to have my bio on my website. She literally Took the she bio took that too? and just added her name in there. <laughs> bio, everything. Got a website. Now, this does cost money, right? It costs money to have a website, yeah. but you didn't have money to pay me. Yeah. You know, you're leaving here to go get another space, but don't think you owe this But person. I think the interesting thing about it is that she wasn't able to get clients while she was working with you, but then now she's able to get clients starting her own business. She's not. She didn't. She didn't. Okay, she, she wasn't didn't get... able to get clients there, and she ain't got clients now. So let's just okay. be clear on that. That's what happens when people, you know, yeah. are bottom feeders and do things like that. So I said, you know what? Now I'm, I'm going to have to enforce this contract because mm. that's just not right. And I should have did that to begin with. So I filed a claim, and I did, and I won. And, mm. you know, for a period, she was paying. I think she probably... I have the paperwork and the receipts. I know how much she still owe, but to this day, yeah. she still owe, you know, a little bit of it, but she was paying, uh, she had to pay like monthly for that. And I remember in court, it was so funny. Um, when I walked in, the people actually thought I was an attorney and oh, really? I was lighting her up in court. I had all the facts, everything, you know, and the judge was just really moved like, yeah. okay, you know, and she was crying, of course, and saying, you don't need the money. I would never forget that. Like, this this is what people think because my business was successful and all this like I didn't need that I didn't need to take that from her mm-hmm. like why would you need those three months and it's the principle and you don't know what I need mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's because you owe it yeah. you signed a contract yeah. you're an adult come on adults <laughs> you all sign contracts that's what anything a car a uh, uh apartment a house like you know if you get in a contract with something i just feel you should pay or talk to people set up yeah. something you know i was like you could have done twenty dollars a week something you know but why do you think that's fair to ditch out of this you know and right. not pay but then you go somewhere else and pay someone else something right. do a lot of people in the beauty industry do contracts because i think that that's something that might need to be done if, if people aren't doing it they do maybe now when you work <laughs> for me that. you probably have because no, you know no, meaning, meaning like people like yourself who have their own business like like let's say hairstylists that have booth renters no I've yeah i think the that. whole accountability thing is something that needs to yeah you know i'm definitely a trailblazer in that <laughs> i know i started that yeah i'm i don't people don't usually do contracts because i mean in this industry to be honest 
people do chair hop is what they call mm-hmm. it, or you know, mm-hmm. they move around and things like that. So it's not uncommon, but I'm like I said, I'm big on accountability. Yeah. I had to pay yeah. people, you know, so <laughs> why you don't get to pay? Right. <laughs> Let's talk about your customer service, right? Because obviously if people if you built your business and people have been coming to you and your company for so long, mm-hmm. customer service is a big part of it. Very right? big, yeah. Um, where did that come from? I, I, I'm assuming you just have like a really genuine care for your clients. I you do. Know, and you love what, what you do so much. I do. And so I joke and I, and I say, and this, you know, probably like, you know, I think maybe in my past life I was a slave because I have like this spirit of service. Like I'm just very like, yes, yeah, you know, I'm <laughs> very like that with people. I love to serve, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, that's where I think it, it really comes from. You know, I'm here to help. I want to serve you. I want to tend to your needs. Like, yeah. that is my thing. And I think in this industry or anything with customer service, you have to have that. You mm-hmm. ever know, you know, like even working at Walmart, Target, anywhere, and you ever seen that employee that's just really so helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some people, you're like, oh, can you show me this? And they're like, oh, it's that, you know, right. they're not interested. I don't work over there. But then you'll have someone that's like, yeah, I'll walk you over there and doing that. You're just like, you know, like, yeah. wow, that yeah. that is what you just have to have a spirit of service. And I think mm-hmm. that's where I know that's where it came from with me. I, I do yeah. enjoy doing facials and being an esthetician, but I, I love educating clients on things, you know, in this field mm-hmm. and serving them. I, I love, love it. I love <laughs> that. So I know you probably have been through a situation like all of the rest of us, right? Whether you are in taxes. You do people's taxes, you do people's credit, or mm-hmm. you cut hair or style hair. You get really good at what you do and you build up a clientele, mm-hmm. but then you start to burn out. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to bring people in like you've done, mm-hmm. but then there might be a fear of that person may not want to go to someone else. How'd you overcome that? Um, you have to train the client. Mm. And so that's what I had to do. You know, it was. You know, at first, again, that timidness, like, do you mind? Do you want to go? You know, or we're going to put you telling them. Then it got to the point where it's just you just put them on their calendar, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like Ryan isn't available. And then I have to start saying Ryan isn't taking any more old clients. She's only taking new clients. Mm. Um, So that's where that was. And that's so funny because people are like, how you going to not take old clients? You know, I'm like, what? How you you going to ditch us like that? So, yeah, it was like that. Like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Did that raise any hell? At the beginning? It did, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little kickback, and I got some people that um, stopped coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always thought that was very weird. You know, I just want to say this. I think that's the weirdest thing when people, you know, if you go to a barbershop or wherever, and you can't get the person that you like, and then you leave there and go somewhere else. Aren't you going to a new person somewhere <laughs> else? See? That's that whole common sense thing you know it's right. like right. i i never understood that it's like you're you're gonna still have to find a new person somewhere mm-hmm. else you would leave this business at this business you're still supporting me by you know right. going to a different person yeah so when people would get such you know just up and they would leave they they just didn't want that person um and then some people they did have reason you know i had mm-hmm. to have that talk with some employees because mm-hmm. it was just like okay this person just is not good at all right. attitude anything you know so right. and that's not good yeah i think for a lot of clients from my experience it looks like they'll go to someone else just as long as they're going to have an equal experience mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. 
And that's one of the hardest things in what we do, like making sure that your employees can duplicate what you do. Yes. Or at least come close. Yes. Right. Yes. So I, I can see. and But that dials in the whole training thing, right? Mm -hmm. Not only training your clients, but also training the employees. Mm -hmm. I know you said that you have a training program. I do. So I have a, a script. So we have uh, protocols that's in each room. I literally have typed out all of the facials. Oh, so wow. When I tell you I make it so easy for people, <laughs> I swear I'm almost like, listen, I'm giving it to you all. I have the whole script of how you are supposed to greet the client from the front to the time you put them in the room, looking them in the eye, saying the whole script. Like you walk it down and say everything to where they're going to buy what you're selling if you say my script. Mm. So I have that. And then the protocols are all written out. So, you know, you just have to know the basics, which you should have learned in school is skin, yeah. you know. And I always say, listen with your eyes and your ears. The client, they have forms that they fill out, you mm -hmm. know, before they come. So, I mean, we literally ask everything other than your blood type. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I should know everything before you come. You get what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So you study that, you read that. This is, of course, being you being of service. Mm -hmm. You get ready before this appointment. Right. So when you come in, I've already known. Hey, you friends, so you found us on Instagram. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and then I see here that you are oily. Why do you feel you're oily? Then you give me the, the answer. Then I have a rebuttal for that. I have that all written down in the script. Mm. So it's like, so yeah. it, you're listening. First of all, I'm listening with my eyes because I'm looking at your skin. You mm -hmm. say you're oily, but I'm going to check that out for myself. Right. And then I'm asking you, what is it that you need? So mm -hmm. if you say you don't want to leave here all greasy and all that, why would I put products that's going to do that? And right. I had to explain that to employees. You listen to them and give them what they want. That's what's going to make them come back. Again, going back to like that whole doctor's office thing. If I go in the doctor because I have a stomach ache, but he gives me something for a headache, I'm never going to come back to him. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So Common that is sense, my script. Right? <laughs> Hello. So, you know, that is my script of how I, uh, like the bedside manner. So people are just, they're sitting there and they're like, <laughs> you know, they're looking up and they're like in awe, but I'm just like, you said this. You told me right. that you wanted a cleanser. Like we asked all of this. So what products do you feel like you're missing? Someone's like, oh, a cleanser. Yeah, that's not the only thing. So I'm like, okay. So then why, when they come out, they have a whole set of products. That's not what they said they wanted. Right. They said a cleanser. Now looking, of course, if you see otherwise, then you have to explain that. I know you said mm -hmm. a cleanser, but based off what I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like the exfoliation is working for you. I'm mm -hmm. going to also recommend this, but we'll leave this on your notes just in case you don't want to get that. So if you call, it'll be here for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. she done it. She's done this a lot. I know. It's, <laughs> she it's has me very sold. robotic, you see? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, you got to do that. And then you set it up like, okay, so in three weeks, I'd like mm -hmm. to see you back and we're going to do this. And blah, blah, blah. I no longer have to rebook them. So I have a front desk that does that. But before, mm -hmm. when I would go out, it would be um, okay. So, as I mentioned, you know, we want to recap. As I mentioned right. before, in three weeks, I want to see you. Wednesday, June 3rd, is that a good time for you? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not giving you the option. I gave you a date. So you tell me, is that good? If that's not, then what about two o'clock? Right. So you're stuck there in that appointment. I created a need. You know, I made mm -hmm. it important. You came to me with a problem and said you wanted this, right? right? So <laughs> this is why you need to come back and do right. this so we can assist you. Mm -hmm. Simple. So that is my script and that's how I train. And some people, of course, they'll get in the room. 
they may get scared to, you know, say it. I'm like, don't try to say it like me. You have to find your own mojo, joke, and it's just asking questions. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're there to serve. The, The person is literally giving you the answer. They're here for a problem. You see what I'm saying? It's not mm-hmm. like you're going on the street or anything. These people have come to us already. Mm-hmm. Ask them what they want and give that to them. Yeah. I think it's so simple. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I knew. <laughs> well, maybe not. I was going to say, I wish I knew this before I got fired, but maybe not because then I wouldn't be you wouldn't here. Be but, sitting you know, in the hey. seat, right? <laughs> <laughs> so recurring revenue is a big part of your business. Yes. Right? And for those of you watching, if you don't have recurring revenue in your business right now, you need to figure out a way to get that, right? Because it helps you to plan your money mm-hmm. like month after month after month. Mm-hmm. If you understand that, okay, based upon the amount of memberships or people that are going to pay me every single month for the next year, I can forecast and say, okay, I have $15,000 coming in for this month mm-hmm. just off that alone, which can take care of like your rent, your employees, and a bunch of other things mm-hmm. versus just every day you're selling something and now you're pretty much just waking up and hopefully, you know, hoping that your marketing is hitting and your sales strategy is hitting and you're making money. Right. But the recurring revenue Mm -hmm. model, I think is an amazing model. Um, And I'm assuming you have, you used to use Stripe back in the day. Mm -hmm. Do you still use Stripe now? No. So what do we have? It's through our booking system. So our booking system now comes with the POS system and things like that. So Stripe, I had to get rid of because with those uh, disputes, they didn't have my back. Right. Those, we would lose those, and mm-hmm. I just didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about the disputes, but uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about that a little bit. But so with the recurring, with the uh, POS system that you're using now, mm-hmm. it's as simple as you set them up in the system, and then now you can plan the date that it's going to so their card or if it- we did um, a membership, I no longer do that. So we did have, I wouldn't say a membership, but it was like, um, I used to have, well, I still kind of do that with the Acne Academy uh, facial, but I used to have with that signature facial, if they come every two weeks, they get it at a certain price. Mm. Um, and then we had, we did have something with waxing, like we had an unlimited wax plan. And that was, you know, you put your car, you sign the contract, of course, and mm-hmm. whatever day you sign up, the money would come out in that. Um, I found just at this moment, memberships and things just doesn't work for right. us. So I stopped that. But now with this POS system, um, it's everything can be done online when you book your appointment. All the forms, which I done by hand, mm-hmm. I created all my forms. I have a COVID form. I have a cancellation policy form. I have a photo release form. I have the facial or the wax or the chemical pill, whatever service form. Um, and... I think those are all my forms. Oh, people always be like, you ask everything other than my blood type. <laughs> Literally, I was like filling forms out. But yeah, so we have the form so they can, it generates that. Like whatever service you choose, it'll generate, you know, all those forms for you, what you need to fill out. And then you put your card in, deposit, and that's that. And then the card is saved on there. And then, like we said, we have that uh, 15 minute grace period at the 16 minute, the system, it charges your card the rest of the money. Mm. And that is it. Or if you cancel, you know, the same day or less than 24 hours, it charges the rest of the money. And that's that. Wow. I, <laughs> I know you've had, you have to have at least a couple crazy client experiences, right? Yes. You know, being in, in business for so long, over a decade. Can you think of one or two experiences that were like out of this world? Like, why did I go through that? 
it's I hope one. I'm not bringing back any bad <laughs> memories. I hope not. Um, trying to see what. Oh my God. Um. Okay. Let's start with this. This one. Um. Okay. So this young lady, her sister, used was coming to us. Um. And then I believe her sister got her a gift certificate or something. Uh. So her very first time coming, which is crazy, the mm-hmm. day that our spa manager was getting fired. Mm-hmm. So. It, it, it kind of like tore up the whole day because, you know, that was going on. It was a lot going on that day. Another esthetician had called out. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of put things behind. So unfortunately, her first experience, it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I acknowledged that. I actually gave her free service. The next time we rebooked, kept apologizing. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, we're going to, you know, give you a complimentary service the next time you book with us. She, she liked that. She accepted it. Rebooked. Okay, second time, came in, got the service, great. Um, third time, I believe she rebooked. Well, she didn't rebook that, that, that second time, you know. She kind of just booked on her own, you know, a couple of months or so after. She came in and she got a particular facial. Once the facial was being done on her, um, she mentioned that, you know, her, she was kind of burning or something like that. Um, she did mention that she was using some type of topical product mm. that, of course, did not work with these ingredients, yeah. you know, and you'll get that clients will lie or they won't be honest with things. Um, oh, God, that brought me back. <laughs> but yeah, clients will, you know, they will they won't tell the truth of things that they're using or what they're doing, you know. And so she was told like, oh, you it'll be fine. You know, it's just a reaction because of what you're doing, whatever. She goes home. Of course, it's the weekend. Um, her face started to peel or have a reaction. Mm. It is said everywhere on the website. When you leave and check out, we say if there's any problems, you know, you email us, call us during business hours and we can assist. Um, otherwise, if it's too crazy, just like a doctor, what do they tell you? Call 911 <laughs> or go to the hospital. So she goes to the Instagram page. The business Instagram page, which we do not conversate and, you know, do that through DMs. And she found an employee's Instagram page, one of the estheticians. So she's calling me on a Sunday, my employee, and I'm like, hello, what is going on? She's like, such and such is calling. And she's, uh, well, she's DMing me and saying all this stuff. Her face is whatever. And she wants somebody to talk to right now. Then she finds my personal page. She's in my DMs. And so I say, you know. Hi, this is my personal page. I do not conduct business with Nate. You get what I'm saying? Because see, y'all are not about to run me crazy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? No, that, no. So, and I say, please send photos and all of that to the spa email. Call them during business hours. Someone will get a hold to you. Um, at that time, which we, we still are, we were closed on Monday. So Tuesday is when, you know, you're going to whatever. She's still in the inbox. She ignored what I said and said something else to me. You need to talk to me now and blah, blah, blah. I ignored it. Um, Monday comes. She's back in my DMs. We ignored it. Come Tuesday, um, I don't believe I was at work that day, but I get a call from the employees. They said this lady then stormed in the place. They have clients, and she's cussing and screaming, saying she wants a refund. Her face is burnt and all of this and blah, blah. And we did a chemical peel on her and blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is nuts. 
So anyway, fast forward, she goes, of course, and just writes bad reviews about uh. us and says that we put a chemical pill and burnt her face. And she disputed it. So now you get a free service. You got a service and you dispute that charge. Mind you, that employee, they call me. So I get on the phone and I'm like, hi. She says, oh, and Ryan was running from me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is a whole business with an open sign. You can you came right in, you know, yeah. when we're open. No one is running because we didn't do anything. Right. We told you something to do, but you didn't want to do follow our procedures. You mm -hmm. wanted us to talk to you immediately through DM. Like, right. this was some backyard, like I'm a mo <laughs> I don't know, you know, but that, that's, I have a real business. <laughs> So um, the employee gave her some samples. We said, we, we assure you, you're going to be fine. The skin is going to shed. It's going to be beautiful. We gave you the samples. Use this for a week. In a week, we're going to call you and see how it is. I already know the skin looked great. You didn't got these free products and use them. In a week, we call this lady and she says, uh, we're like, oh, so how's the sample? She's like, everything's fine. And I'm like, okay, can you send us pictures or would you like to come back in so we can take a look and all this? Like, no, um, I'm just going to go see my dermatologist, but whatever. Do, 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 hang the phone up. And then you go on to dispute it and write these bad reviews. When we try to assist, this is what, you know what I'm saying? What yeah. we have to deal with with someone. It's <laughs> like, you know that yeah. was wrong and no one's freely given out of chem chemicals is are expensive. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If the contracts that I have, the, the forms that you have to sign, you have right. to agree to that, you know? So to do that because you didn't get your way because someone didn't talk to you through DMs, this is the things we go through with some clients. They feel entitled if you don't respond personally to them, then, you know, it's a problem. And that was one of those situations. Wow. Yeah, and it was just very unfortunate. A customary question that I always ask everybody when they come on the mm -hmm. show is, how has knowing your numbers helped impact your business? Um, greatly because, so at, at one point, you know, especially having people that work with you, you you're not really like counting the four by fours, the cotton balls. Mm -hmm. the, you don't know like, okay, it takes this much of lotion or whatever to do a facial. I didn't, you know, that's one of those business things they don't tell you, you right. know, I'm just trying to get this whole, like the contracts and, and all of those things. So I didn't know. And then when I got a CPA and started seeing that and it's like, whoa, okay, wait a minute now. We yeah. don't have to count those squares and, <laughs> you know, you know, be mindful of yeah. how much we're using and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it, it really helped because like some years I was like, wow, I made that or whatever. Yeah. Like, where is it going? Or where did it go? Yeah. You know? And then, Sometimes you can look back and see like, okay, well, this month was slow or this mm -hmm. is the month that we need to do more marketing or do whatever. Right. So it really does help. No, that's good. I always tell everybody, obviously I'm a CPA, right? But you got to know your numbers mm. because if you don't, you're just going through this business journey blindly, mm -hmm. right? Like you have no idea. And you might actually be tripping about certain things. But then when you look at the numbers, you're like, you know what? The reason why it's slow is because it's the summertime. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, it's yes. the summertime and everyone's traveling. Their kids are out of school. They're traveling. And but now when now that it's August and the kids are back in school, my numbers have gone back up. So it's really good to like keep on top of the trends and on top of your data. It's going to really help you out of business. Mm -hmm. This has been a great, great interview. <laughs> Thanks. This has been good. <laughs> it has. You've, you've brought so much energy and I, I really appreciate it. There, there is you did want to give us another story, client story. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which one? But I'm hoping Lord. I'm not tricking you with these no, requests. No, no, no. I'm trying to see what can be short. Lord have mercy. Uh, well, just a summary or whatever, just like, you know, kind of the main thing, I guess, with clients have always been that get in charge. Yeah. I've had someone that um, threatened to come up and spit in the front desk face because, yes, she was charged of uh, the cancellation policy or whatnot. And, mm. you know, they don't like it, of course. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was that. So that's wow. that's pretty much she the She never came, though. No, thank God. Thank God. Yeah, I, I actually haven't had any client that's been really just like irate or anything mm -hmm. like that. You know, it's been just verbal over the phone mm -hmm. or saying something. But yeah. I need to ask you this question too. Uh, what percentage of your clientele are men? Hmm. I would say maybe like 15%. That's not a bad number. Yeah. How important do you think it is for men to get facials? It's very important. Men need self-care. And it's mm -hmm. so crazy because... Uh, usually the men, their wife would like bring them there. Like I'm yeah. doing their wife and then their wife will tell them to come. And then men don't expect it. You know, they get in the room and yeah. they're just like, oh, I got to take my shirt off. Or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm getting a facial. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, um, and then when I start, like afterwards, you get the same reaction from a man. It's always like. Wow. Like, you all yeah. need that TLC, you know. Yeah. They're like big babies. They love <laughs> getting pampered and just, you know. And I, I like that, you know. It is it is important because mm -hmm. y'all will, the same body rag you use, you use for your face. And, yeah. I mean, hey. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do better. No, definitely. <laughs> I just started doing facials, like, recently. Really? Yeah. Oh, you have? I got to come see you. Yes. <laughs> it's but... always, oh, I got to come see you. You know, another thing to entrepreneurs, that's that's a big thing. I swear, people will know what you do. And this is not towards you, but I'm just letting y'all know now. Don't take it personal when you start your business and do all that. But you will see people on Instagram and yeah. every time they see you, every picture you post, everything is always like, I got to come see you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come. Shut up. My books was open all last week and your tail was not there. Cut it out. And you see? You see what happened? Oh, I got to come see you. Probably got a package somewhere. Like, cut it out. It just always seems like the right thing to say, right? Yeah. It's like, but no, don't like, personal. everything that you said was so accurate, right? Because my wife just started taking the whole, like, she's been into the whole skin routine, mm -hmm. but. Like during the pandemic was when she really had the time to really sit down and watch YouTube videos yeah. and, and really just get really, really more into it. Mm -hmm. And then she found someone that she would go to and she was like, hey, you need to experience this or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I pride myself as being open to new experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And that was what happened. You know, you go in, they tell you to take your shirt off, mm -hmm. put a robe on or whatnot, or not a robe, but you're underneath the, the um, cover. The covers, yeah. And then they're giving you the facial and like, I fell asleep. Yeah. It happens. It happens? Yeah. So I take it. And I felt like so it. embarrassed. Yeah, I was like, I fell asleep. I'm over here snoring on, mm -hmm. you know, and she's like, no, it's okay or yeah. whatnot. But it, it gave me because, you know, as an entrepreneur, your mind is always racing. Yeah. And that's one of the few times that you actually have time to just like relax mm -hmm. and just like be serene or whatnot, mm -hmm. you know. But she did me just how you do everybody else, right? She was like, hey, so you're coming back a month from now on. Yep. Like, so she read. <laughs> Did she work for naked? No, <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she, she did that whole thing and, you know, literally every month. So 
man, it's it's um, definitely an experience, and I would encourage more men to go. Of course. You know. Funny thing, that percentage. So it may be a little higher, but I'm gonna say fifteen percent. But a lot of men they come for Brazilian waxing. Yes, we get a lot of men for waxing, butt wax, back wax, and Brazilian waxing. So. Wow, yeah. I didn't even know that that was a thing for It <laughs> is a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So it's not just facials. Like, they, they get, like, a, lot, a whole host of different services. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, have you had any issues with your men clients? No. You know, y'all are pretty chill. Y'all yeah. just... And loyal, I would think. <laughs> like dogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they they are. Like, seriously. Men are yeah. pretty just, like, easygoing. You yeah. know, it's just like, oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. My wife, she'll book whatever. You know, so yeah. no real issues like that. That might be a marketing strategy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a marketing strategy. No, this has been good. I know um, a lot of people in the beauty industry will appreciate this. I hope so. Because I have friends that are hairstylists and estheticians, and we... We, they always vent, mm -hmm. you know, about all the things that they go through. I can imagine. And you shared a nice amount of things, so I'm sure that they can relate to that. I hope so. Yes, tell everybody where they can find you online. So at www.nakedskinandwax.com. Um, we're at Naked Skin Care and Wax and Spa, 3005 West Loop South, Suite 229. Um, also on Instagram, Naked Skin Care and Wax and Spa on Instagram. Um, and then Naked Skin and Wax on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and again, you can book online. We also take walk-ins. You can call us at 832-330-0497. And our motto is go naked or tell someone else to. I love it. I appreciate you for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. This is another classic episode of 8 Figure Focus. And until next time, 